Hey everyone, this is Anthony from the Console Gaming Crew, and we could not be happier to announce that we are now part of the Boss Rush Podcast Network and are featured on BossRushGames.com. BossRushGames.com is a place where you can find up-to-date news articles, blogs, and podcasts about video games. In addition to that, there is a growing collection of podcasts in not just the gaming community, but other communities as well. We are honored to be part of such a great network of podcasters, so please stop by and give everyone a listen. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Yo, crew members, what it be? Hey, <laughs> oh, even though Wes just did that perfectly, that was not Anthony, that was indeed Wes. <laughs> Anthony is not here, he has a drill weekend, so dynamic duo, dynamic duo, as we do what, once a month, right? Yeah, right about. So what we're going to do today, I believe we discussed this before, is an episode dedicated to video game sequels, specifically video game sequels that actually ended up being better than the originals. We know from, you know, people bitch about movies a lot about how the sequel is not as good as the original and even with some games. So we wanted to highlight the video games that we actually thought the sequel you know, went above and beyond and actually was better than the original. So we both put a list together. I do not know Wes's list. He doesn't know mine. Now, to go ahead and just throw a little caveat in for these lists, um, it's not just like a first game and then a second game. It is basically anything after the first game that you consider is better, at least to an extent, than the first game. Yeah, and we tried to... I mean, I can't speak for Wes because we didn't necessarily totally iron this out before we did it, but I didn't, you know... (laughs) I didn't let... if, If I was... I tried... I do have some where I didn't necessarily go from one game directly to the next. I picked one a little down the line. For the most part, I stuck with one and then the next one. But if I did jump a couple games ahead, none of why I believe made it better than the original had anything to do with graphics. Because obviously, if you pick the first no. game to the fifth game, the graphics are going to be better well, generally. Of so yeah, we didn't do that. No, a lot of that more would be like storytelling or... For give sure. Me, give me certain stuff like that. So let's get this started you want to go or do you want me to go um, you want to start it off no i can go first um so one of the first games i thought about it better be what i'd think you'd pick well if the, it's on your list you might as well just lead with it no i don't want to lead with because you know lead. because i knew you'd touch it i didn't put it in mine okay so then let's go ahead and talk about borderlands 2 yeah, the element that the element the element the, ele- the elephant the element in the room the element in the room was it there's avatar a, well actually there's plenty of borderlands elements in this room they're actually yeah yeah, yeah there's actually true. more borderlands in this studio than anything else we've got and that is not even my fault now that we've got some <laughs> you know for those who can't see uh which is everybody um <laughs> we're looking around the studio here and we've got you know we finally have some video game paraphernalia in here got some clap traps we have uh tiny tina we have zero yeah and on that, top of having like a miles morales and an alduin and uh yeah. And uh, Harley. There's a lot of Borderlands representation in this room, as yeah. you would expect. But anyway, take a so, set of skits. Yeah, so you're talking about a game that... I mean, dude, it, like... So the first game was fun. The first game, you had everything you needed from what was almost the creation of a looter-shooter style. You know what I mean? First game, funny thing about it, you realize the first game wasn't even really associated? Yeah, it was like a weird... Yeah, it wasn't quite the gra- but the graphics it were different. They were they, they were unique for what they were trying to do, but it wasn't actually associated. Associated truly came in in the second game, and that's where everybody looks at it from there. And then look, man, you had I mean you can you continued the story with four and eventually six brand new vault hunters with 
I mean, with different abilities. The only one that had something similar was Maya because she was a siren. But her siren abilities were much different than Lila's. And then you also had characters come in like Tiny Tina, who is so much of a fan favorite that now she has her own game coming out soon. Mm -hmm. Um, You had... And then... You still had the you still had the original characters from the first Borderlands game driving you, you, you mean driving the narrative very much so you know what I mean with spoiler alert with Roland dying and Lilith taking the lead with the Crimson Raiders and having having Brick and Mordecai you know what I mean you mean basically being support you know what I mean in um in Sanctuary yeah so and even though I bust your balls by the way I do wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> By the way, I know I bust your balls about it, but that if I didn't know that you were going to cover it, it would have been on my list. Okay. It would have. Yeah, because I mean, like, not to mention the DLC content for that game surpasses almost any DLC content you can find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It really does. I mean, the four DLCs that they came out with, and then with those, you got Gage with having Death Trap, you know what I mean? Her being a Mechnomancer. And then you had um, Krieg. You know what I mean? The psycho who has sanity. You mean very small bit of sanity, but still it's there nonetheless. Absolutely. And you know I mean, and then with like, because with Krieg, you get a little bit of an idea of what it's like to be a bandit. You mean you, you mean to be a psycho, and it makes it it makes it very interesting for the game. So yeah, easily one of my top ones, and once again, it it, it comes as no surprise to anybody is Borderlands Two. Plus you had. To me, the greatest villain in all of video games, Handsome Jack. Facts. Absolute facts. All right. My germs. Um, so I started with Uncharted 2. Good call. Good yes. call. Yes. Um, so for anyone that hasn't played the Uncharted series, they're all they're all great. They're all great. I love them. I, now, I have not gotten... I have, st- I have four, still haven't played it. Nor have I played the one that follows... Ah, who is it? Chloe? Ah, ah, I don't know why I did that. Ah, <laughs> I don't know why I did this. I don't know. I've only played the first one, so. Um, but anyway, uh, what you, the story is great in all of them, but some of the m- major things that I love about the second one that the first one didn't quite get right is one. Let's just start with the controls. In the first one, they were so incredibly touchy so if you haven't played if you haven't played on if you have played uncharted sorry on, you know what i'm you, you know what i'm saying if you haven't played it it's there's so much platforming involved there's so much platforming and the controls were so touchy that if you were standing on the edge of something which you often would be and you just tap the controller in a different direction you could walk right off a cliff oh fuck that so the the depth you know the depth of certain things walking to and away and and different, you know, they, they fixed that a lot in the second one. It was so much easier to make m- smaller, more incremental movements. That was that was better. Number one, number two, uh, what you would call like the bullet sponges in the in the first game, enemies were basically sponges, mm-hmm. and the second you shot them, they would shoot you. There was a lot more realism in how they reacted. Like if in, they got shot in the in shoulder, the, they'd the be kind of taken. Yeah, th- you would actually have head, stagger. They didn't the have. Leg. Yeah, you would have you would have stagger. You would have you know a headshot was a headshot like. You know, it, which is normally lights out. Absolutely. Also, they they handled where they placed the enemies better. In the first game, it almost seemed like it was puzzle, wave of enemy, move to the next stage, wave of enemy, and that's kind of how it went. And a lot of times, you could end up being killed because they didn't 
you would kill a wave of enemies, think you were fine, and then randomly another wave would just come from somewhere else, and they'd gun you down. And in this game, they did a lot better at enemy placement, so it didn't just feel like it was like horde mode mixed in with some puzzles. Yeah. So, you know, that was nice. Uh, the story, again, I, th- I felt was a little more rich. Uh, I believe the second... Was the second one Shambhala? Or was the second one... Yes, because the Shambhala or Shambhala, Shangri-La, Shambhala, but Shambhala. Shambhala. Yeah, the second one was Shambhala, and I I loved that story. Yeah, the third one was the um, the Atlantis of the Sands. Um, But yeah, so the story was a lot better. But mainly for me, what made it better was the like the accessibility and how much easier it was to play. You know what I mean? You didn't have to do a lot of shit over again because the controllers weren't working with you. Yeah. So it was nice, but that that for me and. I think it keeps going in the right direction. I don't know about the fourth to the third, but I think the third was even better than the second. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of people play the games. There were parts of the third. Well, yeah, you saw me stream one of them mm-hmm. that I was playing. Well, you 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 saw a more annoying version because you saw me streaming when I was doing the brutal difficulty because I was trophy hunting. Yeah, that was... Dude, honestly, yo, because you, you were the one spot with the... Where I had to climb Where the water, up. yeah. Yeah, where I had to climb yeah, up the ship. Yeah, to swim through and then go up the ship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it, dude, it was... And it, you saw, like, how quick the second you peek your head out, like, you're dead. I, di- I died probably, like, 30 times a minute. And, <laughs> like, honestly, it was still entertaining. I mean, one of the... Look, when one of the fun things about streaming is that when people die, a lot of people have a certain reaction. So it makes it, makes it entertaining for the people watching. Yeah. I had all those. But, yep. So, for me, Uncharted 2, better right. than the original. Um, so this one for me goes all the way back to the PS2. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it is a fighting game. It is a, actually. Ooh, I didn't put any fighting games on mine. Oh, dude, this, this is the one fighting game that I've, I've loved more than any other. Can I guess? Good. Tekken. Yes. Now, but now I need to guess which one. Good. Tekken Tag? No, surprising enough. Wow. I just love that one because of Tekken Bowling. Yeah, Tekken Bowling is a lot of fun. Isn't it funny that, like, Tekken Bowling arguably for most people is more fun than actually what you buy Tekken 4 which is playing the damn game yeah. like fighting I mean look if if I want like I thought about doing Tekken Tag but I'm like okay I'm like the the on, like the only thing about Tekken Tag that upgrades it from you know from my pick is the fact that you can tag people in and out and then there's bowling other than that okay I so actually like had, this other game more so then it had to be unless I'm not as knowledgeable as with Tekken as I am with some other fighting, fighting games so fighting. Unless these are the same game, I would say you pick whatever game introduces Eddie. Tekken 3. All right, there we go. Yes, Tekken 3 is one of those games um, that I absolutely loved. I played the game at nauseum when I was younger. Uh, we, yes, Eddie Gordo. You mean you mean the, the flying Capoeira? And just do that fighting style. Like, I knew nothing about that besides, I think, watching Jean-Claude Van Damme in the quest. And the one guy in the beginning of the movie that fought like that, that fought, uh, Capoeira style. Like... Before that, I knew nothing about that type of style, and it is just. And then, like, I did research on what Capoeira was, dude, and 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 why it is the way it is. And I'm like, wow, this is actually really beautiful. You know what I mean? The style and everything about it. But look, it's it's not just Eddie. It's also Yoshimitsu flows so much better in the third game than he does in the previous two games. You know what I mean? Going ahead and actually being able to, I mean, just use the sword and just the way the movements came through. It just seemed like it was. More seamless than it was in the other games, and then you also had other characters. I mean, you had Kuma and Panda. Um, you know I mean, which were the big bears that you can go ahead and unlock. You had Jack. 
I mean, which is the big robot that kind of looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's funny when Tekken first came out, I was all about King, all about King. That's all I cared about. And then I was all about um, Law. He's the Bruce Law, Lee, right? Law, who is who, he's, who is shamelessly, shamelessly a not 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 a parody, but a copy of dude. There's a part in Tekken Three to where if you there's a skin change to where you can go ahead and wear the yellow suit from Enter the Dragon. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, and obviously, I'm an enormous Bruce Lee fan. So, Law is naturally my favorite. Yeah, but and, I mean, dude, like, like and, uh, and Eddie, like but Huang only... was another one. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you mean to where he can switch? He was the first one I ever saw to switch feet style. You, you, you mean switch his switch feet stance. to go ahead? Yes, his stance to go ahead and do different things. Yeah. Because you normally didn't see that in in those particular type of fighting games. In those side scroller, you know what I mean like, yeah, it's just, like just... what? I'm either Southpaw or Orthodox. I can't change. Yeah, and dude, like, personally, I've never seen that before. So I was like, oh shit! And plus, yo, Hong, like Huang is actually difficult to fight with. Mm. He's actually difficult to try to control because a lot of times you like when you try to press buttons, all you do is switch his feet <laughs> back and forth, and it gets very, very um, irritating. Yeah, Tekken. Tekken was the game. I think I've said this on one of our episodes before, but Tekken was the game that led me to originally realize that there are levels to this shit when it comes to gaming because yes. that was the first gaming tournament that I ever went to. Oh, okay. I, I went to a gaming tournament uh, at a mall with my buddy AJ. I don't remember what mall. It definitely wasn't our mall. It wasn't Willow Grove. Um, and he, uh, I'm pretty sure if he didn't win, he took second place because he was savage at Tekken. But I thought I was pretty good too. And no, that's Schooled. when you that's when you get that thing kind of like what uh, what Alex was talking about with Mortal Kombat about how he'll beat the shit out of all of his friends. But once you but go then once you get to the competition, they all beat the shit out of you, and it makes you think like, "Wow, am I? I'm really not as good as I thought I was." <laughs> that was Tekken for me. I got there and I was nice like, callback, I was like, way. "Holy moly!" Like these kids are on another level. Yeah, yeah. So Tekken Three is. I mean, look. Bottom line, it's one of my favorite fighting games of all time. So yeah, that one it's definitely great. to me is better than. And I've played. I played Tekken 1, 2, 3, Tag, and then I've actually fucked around a little bit with 7. So, you mean, you mean, so, so I, you mean, I do have a reference when it comes down to these games. But Solid. yeah, so Tekken 3. I like it. Putting a fighting game. I like it. So, I went straight into Mass Effect 2 for so many reasons. This I, is going to be tough for you because you don't have see, a reference because I you didn't play to the because first I, one. But I never played the first okay. one. And well, I'm gonna as detail great some as things. 3 was... I don't think three was better than two. Um, I don't remember three as much, but when you understand, when when I tell you some of the core reasons why I like two so much better than one, it's not anything you will have had to have played the game to realize. Ah, I can see how that would be annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, you already know we Anthony have already and I have already spoken about this about the um, m- like mining for materials on the planets, how obnoxiously annoying it was in now the first game. Probe. Yes, because in the first game, you literally, you picked your planet, you took the little rover, whatever the fuck it was, onto the, onto the, the planet, and you had to go until you found the thing, and, but all of the planets were essentially the fucking same, no matter how many you went to, it was just a different color. Just a copy and paste. It was just copy and paste, and okay. it was so incredibly freaking tedious, it just, it broke up, it broke up the rest of the game. So that that's a big one, but in addition to that, you had, uh, in they introduced gun ammo versus overheating. In the first game, your gun's just overheated, and okay. that was it. And I always, I never really liked that in games. Um, 
I'd rather just have ammo that I have to conserve or, you know, yeah. that, that type of shit. Um, also, the cover system was terrible in the first one versus the second one. You couldn't vault over anything in the first one. They added the ability to vault over cover and move to another cover in the second one. So basically, all the things you like to do in first-person shooters or even third-person shooters, you had more avenues to victory here because all okay. you could really do in the first game was stick behind something, shoot, let your gun overheat, wait until it cools down, and then go and then try to figure out where the next place is you can go to. Mm -hmm. But this, you could actually vault over things, which... You know, was incredibly nice. The story was also, you know, richer, a lot more in depth. Um, I love the story. And then the Paragon system on top of that. I mean, I, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, guess, I'm, I'm yeah. guessing the first one had it as well. The par yeah, the Paragon, the Paragon system was great. The only, th you know, and I can't, I can't knock the first one for this because they didn't have anyone before it. It was the first one, but obviously it was super cool when you get to the second one to see how things you did in the first game inflict translated over. You yeah. didn't get that in the first one because you were just starting the story. True. So that's that's to no fault of its own, but it is something that makes the second game better. Um, but it seems to me that outside of stories being better, what means a lot to me is just how much they improve upon and make the game easier. So a lot of more things streamlined. Like, yeah, a, a lot more streamlined and give you more options in battle as opposed to, you know, and also the loadouts. Loadouts were way cleaner trying to put together in the second one than the first one the first one was really clunky and it seemed like you had to go through far too many screens to select what you wanted to put in your loadout this okay. just everything was a lot easier you weren't spending a shitload of time in, in menu screens and you know spending a shitload of time getting shot because you just had to run from one cover to the next so all right yeah a hell of a lot better a hell of a lot better and obviously as in in all these games just like borderlands more characters, more, you know, yeah, you know, the the depth of the story that you get to go into and into their backstories is better. So, yeah, everything in Mass Effect 2 is better. Three, I'd have to go and look back again at that because I, I don't. We got to play Legacy. Got to go ahead and yeah. run it that way. I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to do that for sure. All right. Yeah. So my next one um, is a game that I talked about all the way back in the first episode. In the that I went ahead and said was probably one of my most favorite games of all time. First episode. Yes. Shit. Like the yes. first episode or one that like really sucked? Yes. What was our first episode? Um, It was an intro oh, to the just, crew. I'm pretty sure it just says intro to CGC, doesn't it? Pretty much. God damn it. And then, what, when, and then there was also an about... Anthem review on that one, but... That's what it, that's what it was. Yeah. It's, it's, it's certainly not Anthem because that's not a sequel. But um, Super Mario 3. So, okay. Yep. Is that on yours? Is that, our, that, first, that is was, our first crossover? That was two down the list, but I actually... I'll let you take that one because I actually also took Super Mario 2. Okay. Which... which So I'll let you take three. Super Mario 2, two. Look, man, Super Mario 2... It, it's it, different. It's, it's, yes, it's it's sat, much, it's, it sat in a different spot when yeah. it comes down to yep. how the games played what it was. Now... 100%. The biggest thing for me about three was probably the fact of what you could be. You know I mean, you mean, you mean having the raccoon, you mean, you mean the raccoon tail to where you can fly, and um, just I mean, like I mean, just the overall system with you know I mean trying to run down at the end to go ahead and try to hit the you know I mean hit the hit it at the right way to go ahead and get the star and all this. If you get three stars, you get five power. You know I mean five, five uh, lives, five lives, yep. and then all the other things. You know I mean all the little mini things that you can do on trying the to, map. Trying to find the whistles, which yes. kind of was their version of you know when you would find the the warp pipes. The hidden warp pipes at the end of the first one. Yes. 
I'll let you go through some more things. But, I don't want to hijack your segment. No, no, it's fine. But, I mean, like, like a lot of that is the reason why. And plus, I mean, dude, this game just holds so much nostalgia. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I hold this game on such a high pinnacle because of the fact that it was a game that, like, I played the third one way more than I played the first one. And a million times more than I played the second. So, and then it's funny because even now, even now on the emulator, on the Switch, being able to play the third one. Super Mario All-Stars, baby. Yep. Even the All Stars, dude. Even just regular three. I mean, because regular three is on there. Why do they have not re- being? I, I oh know. no, because they have because they have they have oh, three super, on the NES emulator, and then yeah, and then NES. SNES you yeah. have the All Stars, which has all of them. Yes. Yeah. But I still fuck up on the first world. There are still spots in there to where I'm just like, fuck. What do I do? You, or, or, not necessarily what I what, what do I do, but it's like shit. It's like motherfucker, sit down, breathe, get it done. There are some parts of the, of these Mario games that are just unforgiving, man. And like. I I like I, I like being able to like just run sh- just try to run straight through the whole thing work through work from worlds one to fucking nine you know yeah what I mean? it is nice that, like sometimes if you want to just beat the game it's it's you know because you find the two whistles two and whistles, use them at the right time clock it. you 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 clock it the, the the game in probably like a half an hour if you want but actually going through the worlds because you miss some of the coolest worlds like that world where world everything's four. super big that's yeah world yeah. four yeah and then you have um I think five is the ice the five or six are ice. The ice world. Yep. Yeah. You have the. Oh my god! It's it's. Oh, uh, you have like the 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 desert world, right? That's two. That's two. Yep. yep. So, yeah, there's so so many, and boy, it cannot be understated how one thing that they've improved upon uh, improved upon. I'm sorry, being able to go backwards. Yes. Remember in that first Mario game, once you went too far, you, you, can't you couldn't go back you couldn't go all. back. So if you miss time to jump, yeah, send it, bro. You go home. Yeah, but now <laughs> Super Mario Brothers Three is is definitely high up on my list yeah so that was a again i didn't put this in any sort of order neither did i so but, but i do just run it through. but I, yeah i do have that in my list i had super mario bros two and three three i won't touch because i agree for every single reason you just mentioned um two you know if i'm if i'm being honest i understand how iconic it is but there's not for me a whole lot of replay value in the very first mario brothers game there's just there's just not. I mean, I play it every now and again, but just to bring you know, back a little nostalgia feel. Yeah, but like if I really want that, I'll play three. But I yeah, really, three has three has a high amount of replayability. I know it's a hot button issue for some people, especially Mario fans. But I really liked Super Mario Brothers too. I liked it because of how different it was. I really liked how different it was. I can appreciate it because of how different it was, but I didn't. I didn't fully get, you know, what I mean, enveloped into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you, you, you mean, like I did one or three. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those. What, things. One thing that I thought they improved upon that I really enjoyed, which you then got in three when they introduced the um um what's McCollum's like the like the pirate ship things and oh, shit yeah. like that. But what I really liked about two. Is that you had, you had world bosses, like it wasn't just a different variation of Bowser at the okay. end of everything yeah, 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 where yeah, yeah. you just wait for Bowser to time his jump run under and that's it. You actually had level specific bosses, which was so cool because that was the first time they ever had that. Yeah, you had the pink chick with the eggs shooting them out at you, and you had you had you had I think that's Birdo. Yeah, you yeah. had Birdo at the end, but then you also had an actual boss after that at the end. Of, you know, you had like this one. I, I always forget their names, but you had this one big ass ball of fire that you had to throw shit at 
while he was like swinging back and forth shooting fireballs you had um what the hell else was in there it and it was and this was a game that bowser didn't even koopa didn't even exist you had wart at the end yeah this big ass toad basically um at the end of it the, that's the, thing. the they... music was the music was better i get it believe me i understand super mario brothers is like probably the most iconic music the overworld theme and and that is probably the most iconic music ever yeah, but like, <laughs> I love the music in the second game. Yeah, so like there was a TikTok that I sent to the guys Anthony and Andy, actually a few other people, to where somebody played on um, you know I mean on like a like xylophone type thing. You know what I mean? The the beginning of um, and then Mary just Rose. stopped. Dun, 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 dun. And, and then, then hit just it stopped. again. Yeah, and, oh and everybody's God, <laughs> you know, everybody in the video is like stitching it in, going hit it, hit it, hit it, fucking hit it, hit the last note, hit the goddamn. <laughs> yeah, people would get so fucking mad. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So I loved, yeah, I loved the level specific bosses that it had. I loved that you could pick. I believe in Super Mario Bros. You could pick Mario or Luigi, right? Yeah, uh, I think, I think in the original, or possibly in the SNES version of the original. It might have been the SNES. Okay, so if we're just sticking with the other one, you know, with the NES version, if you couldn't do that, I loved that you could pick four different characters in Super yes. Mario Bros. Two. You had, and, and that was had, really different. That was, was really different. It was, at it was that very point. different, and they all had. It wasn't just you could do this. Like each one had their own specific power. Like I, I only use Peach. Peach is float. always because she could float for she a certain amount of time, and she could do this. Like yeah, she could float. She could glide. So it, it made certain situations easier if you if you were gonna screw things up. But like I think Mario was pretty standard. I don't quite remember what his was. I think Luigi jumped higher. Luigi jumped higher, I believe, and Toad, I believe, is just overall quicker. Maybe. Maybe. I never I d- played as Toad. I don't remember. I just remember that Peach yeah, was Peach the shit. Peach was definitely top notch. Peach was the shit. They added that cool like jackpot thing into it at the end of the levels. Um But yeah, so like they had a lot of cool things that you didn't see. And and that's why I liked it better than the first one. Because the first one was just kinda like you play the first you know, you're above ground or you're underground, you got the same enemies, you got the same version of Bowser at the end, and then you have those stupid anno- like the only way they could switch anything up was you know when you're in the bowser's castle for like the last of whatever world you're on yeah and you had to pick the direct route to go where you get that mm, and you'd have to try <laughs> over again <laughs> like but uh yeah so should i count that as mine what? even though i just kind of dovetail off yours or should i go into a different no no no, no. i mean i mean i mean you just like i'm i'm agreeing with you on everything so no go into another one because i have one on my list that i'm waiting for you to say because I know you have it, so you I don't want to take it from you. Possibly not. There's, However, it could be the one that I knew I was going to talk about, so I didn't even bother to put it on my list because I knew I was going to touch Which it. Which is what? Something Zelda-related. No. Okay, cool. Anyway, next is um, Resident Evil. And I have Resident Evil... I put Resident Evil 2 through 4. I'm not going to touch all of it, but anyone who knows my love for Resident Evil knows that it dips... Up until you got to 7, it dipped pretty bad from... Five to six. To five to six. Not because I don't think they're good games for what they are, but I, none of them felt like Resident Evil to me. Like, Resident Evil has a specific feel. If you just put guns and zombies, it doesn't feel like Resident Evil to me. Okay, so I would sit here and put four more into that realm of the guns and zombies than, than say, like, two or Nemesis. You know what uh-huh, I mean? A hundred percent. That's what, like... Four, four was the first four time is they, only for they tried one, to change it. Four is only for one specific reason okay, what's that, that I enjoyed it, and that was because of the merchant, which was cool. That's about it. So I don't necessarily know 
instead of that. Just, I I don't actually think that I like four as a whole more than I like one through three. I just like that element of it. Mm-hmm. So like that I liked, but Resident Evil two and three, it's like everything that Resident Evil gave you, just got better and crazier in those. I don't. I try to think back because now that I've played the remakes, I don't fully remember what it was like to play them mm-hmm. just on straight up PlayStation. And go ahead, just say real quick, I loved. I you loved it. playing too, and it I was, was so much. And fun. we still talked about how how it was also, and because you enjoyed it, it showed in the stream because yeah. you weren't doing shit over and over again because you were getting fresh. Of course, there's always that moment, but. It had so many moments that were so iconic, like the first time you saw Mr. X. <laughs> and, you know, just... And then my final battle with him as well was... So epic. So epic. And even a battle you had before then, when you were literally down to your last thing and you got oh. that grenade kill that we clipped. Yes. Yes. That was, there was, that so, was nuts. There were so many moments. Um, yeah, I love to. So. And we said, if, you know, knowing that that was good for you, if there's ever anything for when you get back into a cycle of Freaky Friday... Jumping into Resident Evil Three would be perfect. I want to honestly, like, like because it's literally we, we the talked same about it before. We, we talked about it before about you know, I mean like what would be next for me? Can we? I, I mean, yeah. we joked about Outlast too, into which I, I will call that a joke because I'm not doing it. That's yeah, that's fine. Look, but, I I will do that. I don't want to, but I will do that. But uh, Nemesis is one that I will definitely buy the remake, and I will definitely play it on stream. And what's co- what's cool about that? Because once again, dude, I I never played, I never one, played yeah. the original. One, it's also mad cheap now. Yeah. Two, the cool thing is, would it have been cooler to do it immediately back to back? Because some things would have been fresh in your brain, sure. But there's definitely still going to be some moments when you're like, "Wow, I remember doing that in the last game." Because yeah. you end up in similar places. Yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah, Resident Evil Two and Three just improved upon everything that you had in the original Resident Evil games. But the the enemies were so much cooler. The puzzles were that much harder. The bosses were even freaking crazier. Um, and when you add an element, like you didn't have a Mr. X, a nemesis in the original Resident Evil. You didn't no, have it was that. No, it was all just zombies. You and had dogs. you had zombies, dogs. There were level. There were specific bosses, like the big ass fucking snake. I forget what it's called. There's this huge venomous snake, like in the attic, I think. Because um, I played the because the Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil remake that mm-hmm. they have on PlayStation is incredible. It looks so good. Okay. It's imp- like it's apples and oranges to the original. Like it like you could have told me that that was a brand new game and I'd have believed you. Like it looked <laughs> great. Got it. Um but yeah, you you know, adding a Mr. X just gives that extra holy shit element to trying to solve puzzles and do things while this thing is stalking you. When you hear the footsteps constantly behind yeah, you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cuz there were a few spots I remember playing it to where I'm like, you know, I was I was trying to grab something and then I missed it. Because I heard the footsteps and I start running, and then you would like type in the in the stream chat going, "Dude, you need that." I'm like, "I know, I need to wait for him to come back around." Yeah, and then while you had, and then you know while you had Mr. X in Resident Evil Two, who was terrifying, he really was only a threat in close range. Really, yes. like as long as you ran away from him, yes. you were pretty much fine. You know, so in Re- you know in Resident Evil Three, it's almost like they were like. How can we make this even more terrifying? Oh, I have an idea. Let's essentially take a Mr. X type thing and let's give him a rocket launcher. Let's mm-hmm. do that. That's insane. Long range. Long and and even if not that, these long ass tentacle arms he can use and shit like that. And you know, they also still play with the unpredictability of when he'd pop up, but every time he did, it was terrifying. Um So, yeah, Resident Evil 2 and 3 
just always added an extra level of what the fuck that the first one didn't necessarily give you. Yeah. Um, I think shooting and whatnot. Now, I'm not counting the remakes for these because obviously in the remakes you have shooting that we're more used to these days with the over-the-shoulder thing, which you didn't have back then. Yeah. But even back then, the ease of shooting, everything was a lot easier. You know, being able to, you know... Um, and I also believe, I don't know, no, they did do it in the first one, where depending on who you pick to use, you have a different, like, I think if you pick Chris up front, you get the survival knife first, whereas if you pick Jill, I think you have, like, increased storage, maybe? I know it was like that in 2. Because it was like me, that in the original, Leon, I mean, as well. I mean, if you picked Leon, you had... Also another reason. I believe it was a knife. To like well. two even more because, in my opinion, Leon's like the best character in Resident Evil. Yeah, Leon Kennedy is fucking badass, yeah. Absolutely. And again, the only thing I'll say about 4 is because you might even remember me talking about before. The thing I didn't like about 4, it's like, I was like, did y'all just randomly decide to like just Take drop a bunch heart. of zombies and put them in Mexico? Like, what happened? Like, it was just like the weirdest thing. It took away the scare. The game, 4 took away the scare, but like 4 was also, was also the very first Resident Evil that I beat. Yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't it wasn't a good game. It's just if you are a, if you really if you love are a fan the, of the, of the of first the three, yeah. it was so different. Yes. It was so different. And then what they started in four, they took way crazy in five, well, five and, six, and six. Where like I just felt like I had more than what you didn't. What you always got in the first three was if you if you even ever felt like this, the most you felt is that you had just enough to get you through what you needed to get through. Yeah. In four, five, and six. Not as much for, but definitely five and six. You were like, I have so much, it's laughable. Like, I'm not worried. Whatever horde can pop up that they want, I'm not worried about it. So, yeah. Resident Evil 2 and 3, definitely better than the original. Faux show. Faux show. All right, so. I want you to talk about the one that you think I have on there. Because. I'm going to wait. I have two more. I'm going to wait a little bit because cause I, I honestly, well, yeah, sorry. So you have two more. So, give me, so I'm going to wait and see if it, if it pops up. So I want to go ahead and put on mine. Uh, and I, I actually threw this to the Boss Rush Network Discord to you mean, ask them to go ahead and see what they all thought. And this one actually popped up on it. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Ooh. Swing. I like it. So much of a fun game. Yeah. Um, you mean you mean like look, look for, I mean for me having characters like Kareem Campbell, you know what I mean? You mean in that one representation, baby. Yeah, hundred percent. You mean it's where that like when I was a kid, I didn't see any black skaters ever, ever. And then going ahead and actually having one in you mean in a video game, it was like. And then when you could see them on their you mean on their tapes, you you, you mean you mean like their little uh, skate tapes they, they always made you mean back in the day, back on VHS for people who don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I just found I just found in a box underneath my stairs. I just found an old VHS rewinder. Oh, remember that shit? Yeah, Yeah, that got me out of a lot of shit with Blockbuster. Be kind, be uh, be kind, rewind. Be kind, rewind. I couldn't say that. Yeah, but yeah, not look. A lot of that game had to do with more not necessarily graphics, but just like we talked about before. It's just more seamless, more smooth. Mm -hmm. Um, with with Tony Hawk, and I mean, look, dude, I have the remastered Tony Hawk one and two. I think the locations were better too. I think so. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd have to agree with you on that. Because th- th- that one had the airport, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, to the airport was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, all I ever gave a shit about was Rodney Mullen. <laughs> was he the one who did the Christ there? Rodney Mel- Mellon. What was his Rodney, special? The Dark Slide. 
It was the dark slide. Okay. Where he, which now is just like a move that like everybody does. Yeah. Like he was the only one that did it back then. Yeah. He was that hard street skater. Because Kareem Kareem had the whirly bird. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Some type of weird helicopter type move yeah. he did with the, with the skateboard. Mullen was the crazy street skater where like I think his clip that they showed in the beginning was like he would kick flip up onto like this row of picnic tables. He would kick flip up, manual the picnic table, kick flip out, manual the next picnic yeah. table. Like everything was yeah. all that crazy street shit. Somebody like, else was somebody else's big thing was the Christ Air, which was a move that I love doing in the games. Cause dude, on yeah. a half pipe, mm-hmm. you, if you got enough, if you got enough fucking air, dude, you could do like a seven twenty. Like it yeah. was, it was. There was, dude, there was nothing like doing your first nine hundred. Also <laughs> in that game back triple, when that was triple thing. kick flip, triple heel flip. Tri- yep, hard flips all yes. day. Yep, three sixty shove its. Yeah, someone actually just did the first. Uh, what's after nine hundred? Ten eighty, right? What's yeah. after nine hundred? Yeah, yeah. Someone be, just yeah, someone just did someone just did the first ten eighty in front of Tony Hawk. Yes, I do remember. It was hearing a kid, that. right? Yeah, it was a kid. Yeah, dude. It, you know, and then on top of it, the first. The first Olympic gold medal for um for like uh something with um it was skateboarding was actually won by nine a thirteen year old thirteen year old Japanese girl that's so legit and she did all this in front of Tony Hawk because Tony Hawk was I mean, he was color commentating mm-hmm. you mean for the Olympics and it's like yo dude that shit was just insane yeah but yeah um I, I would like definitely say Tony Hawk pro skater two I like your pick two two um okay. For me, no brainer. Fallout Three. Fallout Three took. Did you play one and two? I did not play one. I played a little bit of two. Okay. And I played a little bit of two only because I couldn't. One, they were charging a ridiculous amount of money. I had no desire to play any of them until I played three. Because whenever I play a game for the first time, I'm like, well, shit. Now, like, I want to play the whole series. Mm-hmm. And that was before I knew that the the other ones were like that old school top down like command and conquer looking. Yeah type shit and i was like oh yeah they evolved that game be... a lot through the years yeah so i do realize that that's you know three is also apples and oranges to the first two but so really that's kind of an unfair comparison but i still have it on here because there's no way that i could sit and play through like it's just so slow paced those first two mm-hmm. the, those old school like point and click <laughs> Yeah, like, no, 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 I got you. I got you. Type saying. thing. So again, that's probably like an unfair technological advantage that they had because it was their first time being on a new system like that, where you had that um, third person view. You could yeah. have first person too, couldn't you? Or no? Uh, yeah, first person. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. first person and third person. I think and, it was mainly mainly it sat in first. Yeah, and you know the introduction because of, like the VAT system and everything else. Yeah, and and so and introduction with your birthday and yeah, and what makes and that going th- through and, everything and what makes taking that style of game that they had into this style taking it from that like top down is to really get to see everything at scale to see how humongous a super mutant behemoth is and yeah and stuff like that even so, like rad scorpions or mole rats i mean dude even mole rats were fucking big yeah yeah mole rats, I mean, were, the, mole rats were the size of like fucking like german shepherds i mean obviously behemoths were always the scariest thing to come across death claws in three i don't think that th- the death clause, I don't think so. I think that that's the reason that there was only, like, in the entirety of Fallout 3, there was, like, four super mutant behemoths, maybe five, and only one of them wasn't terrifying, the one that was in, like, City Hall or wherever, because all you had to do was, like, walk out of the rotunda and he'd get stuck in there. Yeah. So, like, that one was easy. But, yeah, to see, you know, to see everything at scale and, and to have those type of graphics for that game, and, and obviously that was the game to let them to realize what they had, because then 4 was incredible. Well, new- we won't talk about it. New New Vegas. New Vegas. New Vegas, while it was a different developer, it was, but it, I mean, it was still still kept basically the. See, 
If you didn't tell me that that was made by different people, I wouldn't have just outwardly assumed it was made by yes. different people because it followed suit. Obsidian did a very good job with that game. Yeah, because someti sometimes you get a new company and they want to put their, their thing spin. on it and then it's just something that it's not this. Like I said, if you didn't tell me that it was Obsidian, I would have just assumed it was just regular old Bethesda. The only See, there, there's one big thing from New Vegas that I would sit here and say is better. And it is the um, ammo because of the fact how you can make your own. Make, Granted, yeah. it had a diminished um, damage impact because you made it as opposed to it being professionally done. Mm. But still, the fact that you could go ahead and make scrap ammo was actually very, very impressive for those style of game. And an argument to be made for Fallout um, New Vegas over three, which is a more fair comparison than comparing three to one and two yeah um is while i get it's realistic based on what we think that type of situation would be like i've talked a million times about just that overall green tone that you had in fallout 3 everything was just like green and broken whereas you know when you got to new uh when you played Fallout New Vegas, I worried in the beginning because it was just overwhelming desert. And I was like, okay, now we're just swapping a lot of browns. the green for brown. But then once you hit the strip, when you get to that strip and you, you know, you go to Fremont Rat Street. Pack and days. The, oh my God. Yeah. It was like, and just seeing how, because you, you didn't see any bright lights in three. There was, everything was busted nah. up. Like you didn't see any of that. So to see like this place that was essentially untouched, it, it was, it was, it was wild to like see all those lights and, you know, to go in those old school you know those old school casinos and shit like that. Yeah, it was it was sick. It was super sick. So, I do think Fallout Four has, or I'm sorry, Fallout New Vegas has, and Four just marks both of them. In my opinion, Four was fantastic. Four was great. The only thing I didn't like about Four was having to worry about the um the encampments and you know, and and keeping them uh, safe. See that? Yeah. See that was my favorite because like I could just spend all day. You're talking to a kid that loved playing like. Sim City and anything building related. We were just talking about that because you know, we're watching a yeah. Gamer Ranks video. And I only got one more on this list that isn't Zelda, so I don't know if the one that you think uh, I have. I don't I think have. it is, so I'm just going to say it's it. going to be a horrible oversight, though, it's and I'm going to want to just leave the room. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to say it. So, um, this is a game that I have recently played on stream and beat on stream. You watched. Oh my you god! You never did. You never put I it on didn't here. Even I, I went clearly. If you look at these, I went so like I went so far back in the Rolodex. I didn't even think of anything recent. The game I am talking about is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That is that and that oh game is to, to me and to a lot of people, honestly, that game is better than The Blind Forest, which is the first. T tell me one thing that it doesn't improve upon. Tell me one thing. One thing you're like, I like that better in the first one. The you battle can't. you can't. The, the battles um the battle tactics are better. Mm -hmm. What you can do with Ori is better being able to jump and dodge and float and everything else. You I mean being able to actually jump on the back of the owl and be able to kind of glide with the owl. You know what I mean? Even for the short period of time that you can do it, you actually battle at the end. You know what I mean? You mean you, you actually fight the boss instead of just try to evade the boss. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? At the end of um of Will of the Wisp, and I don't know how, but they made it prettier. The graphics in the Incredible. game. Incredible were some of the most stunning graphics I have ever seen in my life. The music could bring a tear to your eye. The end of the game, when you realize what's been happening through both games and the journey that you went through and why, 
why you're doing it all and what you're seeing at the end. Yeah, it brought and everything. How everything is full circle. Like, dude, there is nothing about the game that I can say is wrong. Nothing at all. And the best part about it is that the time between Blind Forest and Will of the Wisp isn't even that long. Mm. So you can actually compare the graphical capabilities of these two games. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, I like and I've said it on here a bunch of times like it is hands down one of my favorite games that I've played of all. Um So yeah, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Not only are you so freaking right. Like that's <laughs> that's incredible. Like I Ori dude Ori goes I was down, waiting for you to say this one. Like, like literally this entire thing. The whole journey from the first Ori through the end of the second is especially because I played them literally back to back. Is I one of the same. Is one of like the most memorable gaming experiences I have. I like bar none. So yeah, I am so shocked that I missed that. <laughs> you make me play the damn game again, and I have Wallach. no reason to. And I have no reason to because I unlocked every. I hundred percented them both. Yeah, but it's no, just, I didn't hundred percent so, the first one. It Sorry. is so good though. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, and that's the other thing, dude. You know, the, the game has an insane amount of replayability. Absolutely, unless you're, like I said, unless you're someone like me who like purposely well, fought, you know, tried to find everything. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, but either, at the same time, you played the game at least twice over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which, had just yeah, as much fun. The second yeah, time. which means the replayability yeah. is there because you obviously did it. I mean, yes, you are you, you're you're a trophy hunter, but still, you did it and you enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah. Sure did. So I have one before I finish off with the one I already brought up, but um, Donkey Kong Country 2. Man. You really did go back in the Rolodex with this. I went back. I also just played it, so maybe because it's fresh ah, fresh in my mind. Go. But Donkey Kong Country, I don't think anyone can argue, is one of the best games of its generation. By far, best looking of its generation. Because that was really the first one that really, for SNES, had those clean graphics that like, it, like it almost looked like it should have been something more graphically superior to a super nintendo more of like an n64 type ish of, ish yeah. or like something on the way there yeah like it, it was it was yeah, so it, different it was like because it, it was like it looked it very 3d. 3d yeah it was 3d and i mean even the rolling looked incredibly seamless every, everything was so responsive because the one thing sometimes that gets in the way when you want to go back in the rolodex and get you know get your nostalgic days in and you play these old games is the controls you're like fuck i forgot how difficult these controls were like they're not as free as they are today with certain yeah. things with your dual dual analogs and and all that shit but it it's plays a lot different it is it pl- which is crazy because we were shit hard at those games back in the day you play them now and it's like my fingers have dyslexia i don't know what's going on <laughs> like how did i do this when i was 10 but i can't do it when i'm 30 yeah like, no you're right i don't you're get right. it but all the donkey Kong games play so well like everything's super responsive. There's no lag in the jumping and, and shit like that. Um, but what I loved about two, as opposed to one, is just again they they took everything and they made it better. Like my favorite types of worlds in those games, obviously because I'm freaking crazy, are the ones where you gotta have pinpoint accuracy. So the ones where you're going barrel to barrel over nothing. Yeah. And, you know, then they added, like, the spinning barrels and, and shit like that. Like, I love that type of shit. I love the new characters they added. I loved having Dixie. J- m- just like I love being able to use Peach. In, yeah. It's, and this for the same reason. Because Dixie, you whip her hair around. So if you miss time to jump, 
or whatever you could like whip your hair around and kind of glide back or whatever so i love that shit they added more mini games which i loved like you'd have to find these cannonballs put them in this cannon and then it'd shoot you to this bonus game um, okay i didn't know so that. yeah i loved the bonus games that they added i loved the new um creatures that they added so like how you had the dolphin or sorry the swordfish mm-hmm. um they added new uh they added new animals like but i don't know what the fuck you want to call them creatures buddies whatever the fuck you want to call them um the i found it harder which i like because the original one really i mean it had its moments but it wasn't really all that tough but i liked that there was a another element of toughness and Difficulty. and let's be real unless you were someone that i've just never come in contact with if you did play the first game um co-op couch co-op with somebody like let's be real who did you want to be first Diddy. Everyone wanted to be Diddy. Ain't nobody wanted oh, to be yeah. fucking Donkey. No one wants to be Donkey Kong. Even though it's his damn game. I feel like he doesn't get as much love as he should. Yeah, but Diddy stole but the show. Diddy stole the show. Yeah. In the next one, like whether you got Diddy or Dixie, it was fun because they were both agile and fast, and you didn't just feel like this big brute idiot. Like it just like I don't know. But to me, two was was just so much better. Right. I don't enjoy three as much. Some people do. I don't enjoy three as much. Okay. Donkey Kong Country Three. Anything past that I actually haven't played, but yeah, two I think is the best one in that whole series. All right, and I got one. Like I said, I got one more. So the game that you hold above all else, I'm guessing, which makes perfect sense. I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing that it's going to be Ocarina of Time. No, actually. Er. No. Now, while I do think that is the best game in the entire zelda universe Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been as fair for me to compare that to the one you had on the nes which is top down gold cartridge type of thing yes so i did um a link to the past which is super nintendo because have you played the remake yet on that the remaster a remaster of a link to the past I played a link oh, between no, worlds. Oh, Link's Awakening. That's one. My bad. Oh no, I no, I'm I did not. Link's I've played a Link's Awakening. I've played Link's Awakening. I did not play the remaster though, um, which my I would bad. love Continue. to. Continue. Um, yeah. So a link to the past has far more similarities to the first one than the Ocarina of Time mm. would. So I left that out, even though again I think it's the greatest game ever made. Um, but anyway, um, what isn't better about a link to the past than the original let's start with the fact that like i said if you chances are unless you are insanely stubborn if you did not have a a game manual or a walkthrough you would give up before you beat the original uh legend of zelda yeah because we actually just watched a video on it the other day i don't remember who we watched it through if it was what culture gamer ranks i don't remember what it was through but there's no there's no map that tells you where to go no you are All you, have you are is, a square inside a giant square yes you are a white square inside of a larger black square and whenever you go a screen Doesn't over tell you shit nothing and when you play a game like any other zelda game ever or any game any game ever where there's something you can blow up there's clearly a difference in what it looks like if you can bomb a wall that part of the wall will look different than the rest of the wall and you'll go oh shit some type of just texture like see, just like we see pictures like funny memes that you see sometimes where someone's walking down the street and they see a crack in the wall and it says all my all my years of gaming tells me i should put a bomb here yes. like yeah you didn't have that in the original legend of zelda no any it looked pla- exactly the same as place, everything else and so, and some of those places are places that you would need 
to further the story and complete the game. And you have no clue where they are because everything looks the same. So unless you systematically went through for hundreds of hours placing a bomb at every single freaking place, you'd never know where to go. Ever. Oh my God, like my so my tedious. dad yeah, my dad told me that and I, I wish he would have kept them, but I believe him because it's what you would have had to have done when he played it when I was younger, because that's the first game that I remember even watching him play. He had uh, he had a bunch of sheets of computer paper where every screen he went over, he drew the map out himself and had this huge thing. Yeah. So, like, that that's the shit you had to do. A Link to the Past, you have a map. You have a map that you can expand and shrink. <laughs> like, um, you know, the, the weapons, you know, the weapons that you have. And, you know, it was cool that they took creatures that you had in the original and just made them look prettier and do different things. But, um... I don't know if it's that the original is just so hard that it makes it feel bad or if it's just bad. I, I don't mean, know. It's, it sounds to me like the original Le- Legend of Zelda is the pinnacle of gaming for gamers. You mean, you mean straight up like you mean classic. I'm a fucking nerd. I am like, a straight up gaming nerd. And this is how I can tell you I am a gaming nerd. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, you know, it's like a it's it, it's like a status. You know I mean you know, it's like a status thing. Put it put it this way, I give so much credit to the creator of that game simply because he made that game and then realized that you could make an entire franchise out of this and succeed. Because that there is nothing that would have told me if I was anyone that had a hand in making that game after people keep played it, it that like this is something we can just keep going and. You know, it's endless what we can do. Right. On top of the fact, let's go ahead. Let's let's make a game. Call it this. And you never play as that character. Never. It's never, ever. Meanwhile, you have other games throughout that, you, 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 throughout that whole time. You mean like Super Mario Brothers. So you play as Mario, right? You mean like you can play as the Mario Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Like, they I, don't I mean, call. Yeah. It, it, the game ain't called the Legend of Bowser. The Legend or the, <laughs> Le- the Legend of Peach. The sorry. Legend of Peach. The Legend of Peach. Yeah. Is no. <laughs> Yeah, so also confusing because there's there's never anything worse than when I talk to someone who doesn't know as much about that shit and like they call me Zelda and I'm like I'm Link. Look, dude, I've and done, I get it. I've done that before. Look, okay, I, you look, mean, I get, I'll give everyone a mulligan, but back when I didn't know, yeah, I didn't a, know back when I just wasn't knowledgeable. But you know, uh, yeah, uh, every everything in the second one from the 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 different weapons that you come across and the ability to travel between the dark world and the light world and just all of it, every single bit of it's better. And I did skip a game in the middle there, which is Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, which mm. is hands down one of the most atrocious pieces of shit I've ever played. Well, damn. In my life, because I don't, like, you look at every game leading up to the Ocarina of Time, you can see how they got from one game to that game. Mm-hmm. You can see, like, okay, they took some of this, they cleaned this up, they did this. The Adventure of Link, they decided to make a side-scroller where I don't know if you have you ever even seen it no after this I'll show you you'll we'll under, it, yeah. you'll, I'll show you and you'll be like well that's weird that they got there from there because it was a direct sequel to that you had Zelda and Zelda 2 so like it was a it's what came right after but yeah so that's it for me all right so like I said I did put this out to the boss rush discord um in our section so hashtag console crew I mean is where we are um and i did get a little bit i did get some answers um geek bro who was actually i mean he's the one that won the contest from yeah. us to go ahead and give me get the shirt and stickers and everything 
Um, he said, I think a lot of sequels are better than the originals for games, unlike movies, which is yep. kind of what we were saying before. Um, the developers have a base to expand their original ideas with the next game. That being said, he said Uncharted 2, Tony Hawk <laughs> Pro Skater 2, and Mega Man 2 were the first games to come to his mind. Very Mega Man 2, that's a solid one. Um, late to gaming, uh, it's another guy who went ahead and, um, jumped in. He said, of all the examples, uh, are going to be retro games. He said GTA three, great example. 100%. Great example. That, Cause GTA one and two were top down, top. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Top down to actually being on the street. Absolutely. Silent Hill two. That's great too. And it's funny because not a lot of people mention that because just to see what some other people were thinking, I actually Googled, um, uh, game, uh, sequels that are better than the originals yeah. and anything that even touched on grand theft auto went immediately to gta 5 and i'm like how are we just passing three when you look at what one and two were yeah and one and two when we were that age they were great i mean we were oh, still doing were shit still that we blast. that our parents probably didn't want us to do that's what made it so great i mean look i dude i still remember what what the race cars looked like you, you, you what the fast cars looked like you mean from the yeah. from the from the top down absolutely uh and then he also says super mario Bros. three which is obviously of my choice my choice but yeah i mean, I mean that, that, that's what we got off the discord yeah i'm not going to go into a huge detail because you've heard me talk about it many times but if i had to take my most modern choice it would be last of us part two to the first one because that is literally a direct sequel and uh that's and not that far off you know, i mean you mean, you mean time frame from when it was made to when it came out you absolutely mean, between the two absolutely and yeah fantastic like i mean look honorable mentions for me could easily be abe's abe's odd world you know what i mean mm -hmm. you mean those games just because you got to you got to be able to actually turn yourself into these other characters in the second one with, with the chanting. You go ahead and be little scarab things or the spider things, or like even even the little dudes that with the guns. You mean those guys? And then like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance will be another one I've thrown as honorable mention, just because the the team ups were a lot better. You know what I mean you, you had a lot of characters in there that a lot of people didn't know about. Like I never knew about Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Heroes for Hire before playing that game. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I mean, so it, I mean, it gives you a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I have some honorable mentions too. You can, you know, you can throw out your uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, those games always just got increasingly better. My favorite one being the I don't know if there was two on Super Nintendo, but one of them was on there. Turtles in Time. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Good. so damn good. Um, I still can't wait for the new one to come out. Yep, I That's agree. Gonna be so good. Uh, you put that in there. Uh, what else? But then, but then. And this would be an you know an episode for a different time. There are a lot of examples of games sequels that did not work. We could do that one. We could definitely do that episode. That'd be fun for sure. And I'm sure we would probably get a lot more traction from people. You mean you mean are y'all crazy it on the socials? Yeah, are y'all crazy? You think that was better? I mean, we could get we could get a version of that here. We're like, you guys really thought that that sequel is better? I disagree. Which I welcome. I love to hear. Oh, that if too. you have something to say, Absolutely. please go ahead. And I mean, we'll tell you where you can find us at the end. I mean, but definitely email us. Yep. Tell us where we got it wrong and where we got it right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we told y'all what we thought for sequels that are better than the originals. So now let's give you news. All right, so we're going to go ahead and come back real quick, just real quick. We're going to basically start off news where we left off last yeah, time. Yeah, where we left off last time. And this has to do with the Activision Blizzard and everything else going on. So as uh, as of from last time we talked about this, which was literally last week. Yeah, I heard the, there's a stinky turd that's no longer there. Yes, the president of Blizzard, um, J. Allen Brack, stepped down. Is that him? Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, look, yeah, I'm not, like, not going to do that thing where I'm just, but I'm, I'm thinking it. Yeah, I know. I got you. Um, who? 
Uh, he'll be replaced by the co-leader Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabara. And um, look, O'Neill came in very beginning of this year, January 2001, and um, <clears throat> Yabara joined in 2019 after leaving Xbox. So hopefully these two, it's I mean it sounds like these two weren't a part of this whole beginning or a part of this culture to begin with. So let's go ahead and hope that they instill a brand new culture that is yes. a culture shock in this place i'm hoping bring it up to a place that's actually respectable so people want to purchase their games again yes because, because until i until i until i stop until i either a stop hearing about shit like this or hear that shit has gotten a lot better i have zero desire to purchase anything from activision Blizzard. yeah not a one thing yeah and that was one of the like we talked about before we cut the mics on for the episode like i'm i, I own it as, too. as as much as as much as i want to play diablo 4 when it comes out like i'm not i'm not gonna buy it and this is just a personal choice because of everything that is coming to light with this i am not going to buy the game until i know that all they this, clean yeah. up this fucking slop that yeah. you mean you, you mean that they have in this place once all this grimy slimy shit is out of the way you know i'll fuck with diablo 5 or 6 or whatever comes out down the line when all these gross human beings are ousted from this bitch yep all right time for that. so now we're gonna talk about a remake so we already knew that dead space was going to be coming out um fairly soon you mean you mean we already knew that they were going to go ahead and remake this we found that out on the ea play um event that they had uh, a few weeks ago and it looks like they're going to be reportedly aiming for a fall 2022 release date so you roughly have about a year to go ahead and wait to see what this is going to be um, I'm excited for this. I've watched a bunch of people play Dead Space. The game looks like a lot of fun. Um, the remake, I'll probably go ahead and jump into. You know, when it comes out, seems like it's going to be a good time. But um, yeah, so 2022, yeah, it's next year. Ain't mm -hmm. that far? No, no, it ain't. I'm game with it. Yep. Um, all right, so I have one more, and then Andy's going to jump into something that will make all the PlayStation people either happy or mad or whatever. We'll find out. So, somebody had a Super Mario Brothers copy of the game, all right, from all the way back in 87 or 80, 83, maybe, like, uh, I, I'm I, on I, it. I, yeah, I forget when it actually came out. It sold for $2 million. Now, can I see, can you look down, is this one that was from the test market, or was this? 1985 Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's what it does. Oh, I, don't even, I need to look at oh, no, it. Can, can you see what that's graded? That's, see, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to Look say, at the water grading on yeah. that thing. I, I, can, I can probably look that up right now. All right. All right. So, yeah, dude, this sold for $2 million. Um, This was reported by Polygon. And, I mean, this is something that actually one of our, um, one of the people that listens to our show, got, uh, a, a friend of mine from high school, Rich, he actually wanted to do a topic on this. And, and we probably will later on. And it talks about the video game collector um world you know what i mean and because right now it is booming people are buying legend of zelda copies for like five six hundred thousand dollars this went for two million you, i mean you have um i mean like i mean like pokemon shit has been going for like tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars so water graded this thing a 9.8 fuck so you know how many 9.8 factory sealed super mario brothers games are out there I'm guessing. I'm guessing one. Just this one. Yeah. I'm guessing one. So I think. So I think from what I heard about this was that this guy actually had 
a, a copy before before he got this one so he just left this one in the eb games bag like plastic bag just left it signed sealed delivered you know what i mean it just left it big and this is what came from that yeah well yeah it says it says right here in an article that i'm reading that he bought this he bought this game for one hundred and forty thousand in april oh, of 2020 okay. and investors shot down a three hundred thousand dollar offer for it last year the two million offer came from uh an anonymous buyer who's been as a collector who's quote unquote making big bets in the video game space um so that's fucking crazy yeah dude i mean look this, this is absolutely insane and like i said we are when we figure out the right way to do a guideline on this type of episode we will absolutely do it because this is this is a part of the world that we're not normally even thinking about yeah well now i remember seeing a i wonder if it'd be funny if it was the same guy if it was that'd be hilarious because and that's why i was asking if it was a test market because i watched an episode of pawn stars where a guy brought in from wada a i don't remember what the grade was we can actually look it up after because it'd be interesting to see if it was the same grade and the same one he had a copy of the super mario game that was from the test market before they were wrapped in cellophane when oh, it was just shit. sticker sealed yeah which is yeah so the shit that they had before it even got put on the shelves for purchase yeah. and he wanted a million dollars for it best i could offer you is 25 cents no he didn't he didn't even get an offer because rick was like i didn't even realize that there was a market for six-figure games let alone seven-figure games yeah so they called the guy in because they when they have that guy come in it's the head guy from wada yeah that is like this is by far the best piece of gaming history that's ever been graded and passed through our system and to our knowledge how many of these survived the test market one and you're looking at it mm -hmm. and he's like you know i've seen people turn down offers of five hundred thousand dollars so could like basically open-ended could this be worth a million dollars sure it could be worth five hundred thousand it could be worth four million it depends on who's buying it yeah like so i i, I just wonder if it's the same guy because i couldn't tell if that was wrapped in cellophane or if it was you also can't even tell if they just used their stock picture for that you that, don't know that that's the that actual is true. thing that is true so I, i'd be curious to see if you know it looks like it i can't tell if it's 9.8 it does say 9.8 no i get it look look are you you see this here that's cellophane. That is absolutely cellophane. Are you sure that that's not just like a, no, no, no. an imperfection on the box? No, it's the no, it, dude. That that has to be the way the cellophane seals. You you when it's heated to seal around. This the, okay. this corner right here, dude. That that has to be cellophane. I'm just I'm just curious to see what the rating was for the one on Pawn Stars. We can check that afterwards because that's definitely a nine eight. Yeah. So if that's the case, then even though they're technically two different spots of the game, I'd just be curious to see what you know what what it is. So we actually just took a look at it, and the one that passed through on Pawn Stars was a 9.4, which is still excellent collection. So that was a 9.4 on the test market. So we don't know if possibly this one that just sold for two million was something new that came through their grading company, because it was because he said that th that this was the highest grade they've ever seen pass through on that, and obviously the one that just sold was a 9.8. Yeah, but at the same time, that was the highest grade of a test market yeah one as opposed to because what did he say they only he said that he thinks they only made like ten thousand and and that one that was a test market one was the only only surviving copy that still was like sealed um yeah so nine eight dude jesus christ that's a nine like, dude that's just fucking bonkers man and two million dollars i mean and first of all just to go back to that one on pawn stars if you i feel like that 
And if so, it's probably a genius move. That guy that went on there, if you have a sticker sealed 9.4 copy of Super Mario Brothers, you don't try to sell that shit to a pawn shop. No. That's I, not where you sell that. Look, now, that show you, is also you, very much staged. So, some of I mean, they do. people do really have that shit. People they do, do really get paid. But yeah, but at the same time, they do stage a bunch of shit on Pawn Stars. For sure. Now, if that guy's smart, he went on there just so he could, just Put so a lot there, of like, people hey, would people know that, hey, I have this. Yeah. And then have the video game world buzzing, uh, you know, the, the collectors buzzing, because there is no way I'm not selling that to some freak video game collector. That's who that goes to, not a pawn shop. Yeah. Agreed. Unless you're like really hard up for money and you don't care what you get for it. But hey, man, two mil, congrats. Two million dollars. All right. So what's the story you have? So the story that I have, I actually have to get back to because I just pulled up all that shit for uh, Super Mario Brothers is everything going on with the latest software update for the PS5. This is Sony confirming every PS, uh, PS5 upgrade coming in the new software update. And we're just going to go through it. So... The first thing is the new storage expansion. Which is something that a lot of people have been talking about. Yep, and everything I'm getting here, I'm getting off of T3.com is, is where all this information is coming from. Uh, the PS5 M, uh, M2 SSD storage expansion. Um, this is an update that, uh, you know, everyone's wanted for quite a long time. It comes with a storage space expansion slot um, that, you know, so far. Um, the spot's been empty. And you mean, if, if you actually took apart your PlayStation, yeah you know what i mean it has a location for it but they didn't they never did anything with it yeah the, the new system software turns us on meaning that gamers can slot in a compatible ssd and dramatically increase the storage space of their console for games and media because right now so it's that's only what a 12 that's i believe so yeah, yeah. then and that's a big one um in addition to that i'm streamlining this because you know we're not trying to turn this into a half an hour thing i'm trying to break them all down also you have uh new 3d audio support for built-in tv speakers it's another big thing for all the audio files out there this next feature is going to be very welcome as it enables 3d audio support for built-in speakers meaning that the positional audio fidelity for gamers using their ps5 in conjunction with their tv speakers uh will be improved making the game experience more immersive so i mean that's gonna be great for people that aren't the situation like me and actually it should help you right because you don't have like i use a sound bar and like tv you see so you're using just, just your tv, TV speakers yeah. so this is gonna be great for you um so yeah Does, that's i wonder if this will um one of this will go ahead and like help when you're like have headphones on uh it says once enabled through the sound menu in the ps5 system settings um you're, you'll be immersed in sounds that feel like they're actually coming from every direction. They can uh, players can measure the acoustics of their own room using the microphone on their DualSense wireless controller to apply the 3D audio setting that's optimized for Ooh. the room. So that's actually pretty cool. That is nice. You're like mapping your room with the controller, basically. Again, DualSense. Fucking that controller is just so goddamn nice. When it, like we're not blown. I mean, we're still surprised, but you're not blown away when you hear about tech advances in Sony's shit. Because that's what this has no, all been about, like really. power versus tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. So you like you expect this cool shit. Um, also, PS5 UX enhancements and customization options. So finally, Sony has confirmed that a series of user interface improvements are incoming on the new system software update, which will grant the owner greater control over their console. This includes a wide uh, variety of things, ranging from menu appearance to uh, menu appearance. I'm sorry, to game library tweaks to PlayStation Now resolution control and a new trophy tracker feature, which I'm excited about. So let's break these down a little bit. So first, players can now personalize their control center more freely by rearranging or choosing which controls to hide or unhide. 
I always like that ability to make your shit how you want it. Uh, players can easily view and write messages to friends and parties directly from the game base in the control center. I'm all about that. You know me, I hate having to click on, you know, multiple things to get to where I want to go. Yeah. Make it quick, make it easy, and I'm good there. Uh, players can now also see how many of their friends are online, busy, or, or offline under the friends tab in the game base, as well as accept, decline, or cancel multiple friend requests at once. Ooh, nice. Yep. I like that. Uh... Different platform versions of the same game will now appear separately on the home screen and in the install tab of the game's library. Each game's title now also clearly indicates its platform. Um, this next one I'm actually super excited about, um, especially if I do get back into it. Uh, players can now use a resolution selector for PlayStation Now to choose between 720 or 1080 or use a streaming connection test to identify and fix connection issues. That'll help because the reason I stopped PS Now was because I was having incredible connection issues. Games would just lag yeah. and drop out yeah. like crazy. I tried to play Twisted Metal because, you know, why Twisted not? Metal. Because Twi Twisted Metal. Um, so that's cool. Um, when players now compete in challenges for a better time or higher score and set a new personal best, a video clip of the action will be automatically recorded. Makes life easier. Following an online match, players can award others with a fourth accolade, uh, accolade type uh, leader. That's dope. And a new trophy tracker lets players quickly access up to five trophies per game through the control center. So that's, that's dope. So obviously the largest portion of that is the storage which is something that i mean everybody's been talking about and look i mean you're you're, you're talking about an average average of one of these is probably going to be about 170 bucks 160 something along those lines so just to keep that in mind you knew that was coming because while you you know while these systems always start with more storage than their predecessor the games also take up more storage yeah so you know double-edged sword yeah and i mean look it's somebody like me who normally has a lot of games on the docket i mean i, I mean i i use my storage a lot for sure like see that's why it's never been an issue for me thus far because i only have like a couple games at a time until i finish them yeah. i don't have like 10 games sitting in my library yes so that's always good like i, I got Aja the other day just looking you know when we downloaded the games we're about to talk about for uh what are we playing yeah because i know have like there. do i have that I have NHL now on that one in case we ever decide to all play. And then my Freaky Friday game. And I, like, I just have so many games. And I'm like, oh, there's too many here. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It's too much. If you want a more detailed look at what this update truly is, I am going to put in the show notes a episode from very good friend of very good friends of ours, um, Adrian and Alex from the Unknown Games podcast. Their most recent episode that dropped this past Friday, they talked about this at length, and it's coming from guys who play PC, so they'll be able to give you a little bit of a different aspect of what all this stuff actually means, and they actually know what they're talking about with this, as opposed to us, we're sitting here going, um, it's the, it, more memory. <laughs> Because basically that's that's because that's, <laughs> that's me. So um, more is better. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, so we'll we'll link that there in the show notes. Absolutely. And that's what we have in news. So we did a co-op thing on top of a few other things that we're both playing. So why don't we go ahead and tell everybody what we are playing. I played a 
this week was a little tough for me to get some gaming in. Some things happened, but I'm not going to dive into it because it doesn't need to be. But I got a little bit more into um, Omno. Okay. You know what I mean? That uh, um, that game that I was telling you guys about, that single-player game with like, kind of like puzzle-solving. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to surf on my staff that I'm walking around on, walking around with. So that's kind of new. Incredible. Pretty neat. Um, haven't really gotten that. I only played that for like maybe an hour, hour and a half um, this week. So wasn't really all that much. But other than that, I have been playing more of Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. Um, Sweet. I, like, I've been finding a bunch of new monsters. I've been... You basically steal from their nest to try to find the best eggs that you can. It's kind of a fucked up thing. You know what I mean? It's where like, I'm taking your babies. You know what I mean? Because I can see how that would be a little strange. Because you know what I mean? The, you know, the, the monster hunter monsters, which are called monsties in this game, you take them and then like you can ride on top of them. You know what I mean? When you when you're going through the whole world and everything else like that, and you know I mean? and then they're your allies when you're battling other monsters. So, you mean, like, you level up when, you mean, everybody levels up, you mean, at the same time. So, you mean, say you say you have one that you just hatched that's level one, and you're running with, like, level 10 shit. It's going to take a little while for that one to go ahead and make it to, like, level 10 or 11 or whatever the case may be. But that, that's kind of where I'm right now. I'm, I'm running through the story. You know what I mean? Like, my grandfather used to run with these elf-type people, you know what I mean? You mean, who age much different than what humans do. So, um, like they, uh, like my grandfather went from being a kid to an old man and passing away. And all these people remember him from when he was a kid and run through the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, because I mean, they age differently than, than, even than your character does. So you being like a young teenager and they're like, Oh, I remember your grandfather and you doing all this stuff with your grandfather. Cause your grandfather was the one that had a Rathalos. That you, 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 you mean they had these wings that were able to destroy worlds, and that's what the wings of ruins are. And you have an egg, you have a Rathalos egg that is different than other Rathalos eggs. So everybody thinks that this is going to be the the arbiter of death. Okay. You know what I mean? So so right now I'm carrying this egg around, waiting for it to hatch, and then I guess we'll see what happens when it hatches. But until then, you mean I'm doing all these battles with all these different other fucking monsters and shit. And so, I mean, honestly, I'm having a good time with it. You have these three hearts that are in the game, and you I mean once you lose your health three times, it takes you back to your hub. And I've had that happen a few times because I wasn't paying attention, and I'm just kind of just like I'm 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 gonna battle through, man. I'm just gonna rock this shit. And then you see a third heart break, and you go, awesome. "Now I gotta do all that over again." Mm-hmm. Fuck. But no, it's been fun so far. I mainly play it when Jess might be watching something on TV, or when I'm down here. You know I mean editing? You know I mean I'll go ahead and I'll run through, just go ahead and give myself something to do. In the meantime, kind of reason why I bought my Switch Lite to begin with. Yes. But yeah, I mean that's basically all I've been doing. Besides what we're going to talk about in a little bit, well, you we, know mean? Talk, we might as well do that now because well, you're a part of it, and then we'll transition to just what I've been doing by myself. Okay, so we decided to do a co-op Friday, just like just like we said we would. It didn't go exactly how we thought because we thought we would have Anthony with us. It didn't work out that way, but no. So it's, you we mean, still it's, took it was just two of us. Break. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we're doing things a little bit different. So we decided to play The Ascent, which is a game that just recently came out on Game Pass. I mean, it was a day one game. And essentially, you are a your character is a person. <laughs> we your don't know that a, much. We just, we've, we've only got about an hour and a half in this thing, and probably so, twenty of it was customization. Yes, so. yes. So I mean, your character, yes, your character is a person. But the whole thing about the world is that you are contracted into working, and once your contract ends, you 
either get killed or you get into a new contract, something along those lines. So right now, I think we're trying to run away from whatever might be trying to kill us or we're trying to go kill somebody. I'm not I'm not entirely sure what the story leads to at this point. Mm. Now, it is a it is a dual stick game. What that, what that means is that your left analog stick is your movement. You mean be able to like run backwards, forwards, up, I mean left and right, whatever. But your right stick controls where you aim. And for for a standard like first person or third person shooter game, that's not a difficult thing. It makes sense. For a for an over the top game, it makes it a little bit different because this game involves guns. And when you're trying to aim the guns down sight, which is like a laser sight, and then also having to go ahead and dodge the different enemies you need to fight, it's I died of <laughs> I died like three or four times when we played um, uh, for our Friday run, just because it was it's something at least for me I need to get used to. For I mean, for me the only thing that I'm really trying to get used to is well control wise is I keep accidentally throwing my thing with le the left stick. Tactical? Yeah, because in a lot of games for me that I play now, that's how you sprint. <laughs> so, and I keep forgetting that there is no sprint. You're nah, just, there's you're, not. Your stock run is your, your run is your run. Yeah, the only way you can go like distances quickly is you can dodge, continuously dodge forward or backward or whatever. Um, What I do like about the game so far, even though I did one by accident i really like how deep the customization is i you know um yeah your first level up was funny yeah we had our first i don't know if it's a big boss or a mini boss but we had our first boss battle yeah that yeah, was yeah yeah b b before we made it to the main city that that was fun i, li I like how it feels like everything feels bigger than i thought it would coming from like a top-down diablo-ish looking game like when that dude that we were fighting that big boss was like shooting those rockets like feeling that rumble in the controller yeah felt right yeah uh the gun you know the guns feel right um and it's far deeper than i thought and there's far more to, like the city that we just got to that we ended at there was a lot which now i i assume that like if this is like this this game's version of like the central hub city that you constantly come back to for like weapons dealers and stuff like that then i understand it being so big but like we as soon as we pick back up the next time we go like we got to explore that shit even more because there's yeah. so many places we probably didn't even find i mean yet. look i i do want to go into the weapon i mean so after you jumped off i was only on for like another few minutes i jumped into the weaponsmith i checked out what he had i can't afford anything that he has so then i just <laughs> walked off and turned off but no nah, like, you know, so far it's different it is different than what we normally play is different than what we've normally been running around with, especially as as, as a co-op. Normally, our co-op stuff is very much so sports. You know what I mean? Give me so it would be That's, like yeah, an NHL. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's nice for that to not be it the situation anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than the ascent, what have you been? Uh, what you been messing with? I got a little bit further in Resident Evil Village. Not too much further, but um. I am in, I'm still in Castle Dimitrescu, work, working my way through there. I actually just had a fight with one of her sisters, I think. Sisters or daughters? I think it might be one of her daughters. I think it's daughters, because I because I yeah. remember when one of them, unfortunately, the woman that voiced one of them passed away, actually voiced two of them passed away, uh, they went ahead and said that they were daughters. Um, fair enough. Um, so I fucked up one of the daughters. 
pieced her shit up bad. Um, I got a question. How does the game feel? So, so we're, we're earlier we were talking about how the Resident Evil games feel when it comes down to like weapons and ammo and deterioration of things and stuff like that. How does this one feel when it comes down to like ammo load? And you mean you mean do you have that nervousness of not having enough ammo to handle the situation? Yes, yes. So much so that as I go around, like I don't fight if I don't have to. Okay. Like I keep I. And, and for good reason. Now, there's still, there's that crafting ability before you can craft handgun bullets and stuff like that. And I believe I have enough to, to craft a good amount. But, like, there's a part that I went through in the beginning where I basically just had to survive an attack. And I could have easily ran through all of my ammo. I only have two guns right now. So, okay. um, so yeah, so far, I still feel like I have just enough. Like, I don't know how I would have handled fighting that one daughter if i didn't save my ammo like i normally do so uh yeah i do i do enjoy that i love how the game feels with dual sense controller too uh, i you know i haven't felt too much different still because i don't like i said i only have two guns so i only have those two to but it feels very different from shotgun to yeah to handgun um that feels great the game looks great i mean i'm, I'm having fun uh one thing i did just to mess around the other day because i was bored and i wanted to um, I wanted to get back into NHL a little bit because I was having some hockey withdrawal. Mm. So I did something that like I've never done just for fun. I, I usually do something stupid just for fun right before the new game comes out because I know that I'm not going to do like a legit franchise or be a pro a month before the new game comes out. Yeah. So I just do something for fun. So what I did was I kind of gave myself like a fantasy draft. I went to like the roster rearranger and I dumped everybody off the flyers and I took the like my favorite or the best young player one player off each team and then started a franchise with them god has it been fun like dude like <laughs> my centers like i like my top two centers like connor mcdavid's my my makes perfect my sense. top my top center my second line center is austin matthews oh. um who else do i have i have them on my, i have like matthew kachuk on my team i have uh, like Charlie McAvoy from the Bruins. I think I kept Joel Farabee from the Flyers, possibly. No, I kept Carter Hart. I kept Carter Hart. Good choice. Uh, who do I have off certain other teams? Um, do you have McKinnon? Off of Colorado, I I did not take McKinnon. I didn't hmm. take McKinnon. I didn't take Rantanen. I forget. I honestly, I dude, I I love the fact that you decided. All right, I'm just going to make just just this bomb ass young squad. You know what I mean? And basically average age is like fucking 20 and a half. And let's go ahead and just go. Yeah. So it's, it's been fun just kind of saying, let me just take the the youngest guys off each team and see what happens. I got like Svechnikov. I have Svechnikov, McDavid, and Matthews. I'm trying to think of other teams. Uh, uh, Jack Hughes off the Devils. Um, Don't know who I took. My man said fuck veterans. I think I took like Jake Gensel off, off the Penguins. Um. Yeah, that's legit though. It's it's fun. It's just something fun and stupid to mess around with that I'm not really serious about. Just to have some fun until the new game comes out. Because I did apply for the uh, closed technical test for 22, hoping I get lucky, just like I did with the last one, to be able to mess around with it. I did hear that, unless it was false, because I feel like I normally hear more information about the new game mm -hmm. at this point, considering it comes out in September usually. Um, I heard I, that they're they're moving to the Frostbite engine. 
which I think we talked about that before. We talked about wanting it. What's what's frustrating is that like these sports games have been on the Frostbite engine for like three or four years now. So now as NHL is just getting on the Frostbite engine, other sports games are moving to an even more superior engine. Yeah. So we're as hockey fans, I'm always fucking behind. But I guess at this point, I'm just happy to be on a different engine. But uh, yeah, so aside from the Ascent, it's just been that, which hasn't been much because I, you know, I still don't play all that much. And then, you know, the little bit I've done in um, Resident Evil, Resident Evil, and that's it. Word. Uh, but now, as always, it's that time to connect with CGC. Where are they gonna find us? They have a, they have a few places they can find us. Just right. just a few. So you can hit us up uh, through Gmail at consolegamingcrew at gmail .com, which you can access through our website consolegamingcrew.com yeah yeah we got our twitter at console crew we are console gaming crew on both instagram and youtube all of our episodes will end up on youtube for our youtube fam uh well we have a facebook but i don't want to talk about it because it sucks so i won't um for real though if anyone wants to reach us on facebook feel free i wouldn't recommend it but go. For i mean it. it's still active and we will still talk with you so um there was something new that Wes still hasn't put up on this little thing I'm looking at about Boss Rush, so I'm just going to read what's up there. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll handle this part. So, okay. yeah, so yeah, yeah, Boss Rush Network. Boss Rush Network. That's why I wanted to do it. <laughs> yes, I know. So um, that's where you can find all the content creators and podcasts that have to do with gaming. That's at boss, BossRushGames.com. But there is another aspect to them, which is Boss Rush Entertainment. Ah, yes, From there, yes. you have Land Party, you have the Q List. I mean, you have a, uh, you have Trash Talk, which I've been a part of, which is their sports podcast. Yeah, yeah I mean, so it's I mean, it's Boss Rush. I mean, trying to go ahead and just be a part yeah. of everything, man. Pop culture, sports, everything, yeah. which and, and gaming, which obviously is where where they, where they started from. So it's awesome. Yeah, so you can find us on BossRushGames.com in addition to a shitload of other podcasts. Yes, sir. All sorts of different genres. They're all great, so check us out. Check them out. And then we have our Twitch, which is CGC Podcast. We are now, we are kind of off of Freaky Friday. We are now on Fun Fridays for the foreseeable future, where yeah. Wes and I, hopefully we can wrangle in Anthony. We'll be playing The Ascent for the foreseeable future. Yep. Uh, Wes, also, do you, is this, do you still do your co-op game Monday night? Yeah, I do my co-op game Monday night. Uh, run that with Clyburn, and, you know me, from the Twisted Cape, mm -hmm. um, Hav, one of my boys, and then Dan, you know me, whenever he can make it in. Um, it might be getting changed a little bit because, uh, Mike is, has to go away for work training, you know what I mean? So, so we'll figure out what's going on. Worst case scenario, you'll watch me play Miles. So, yeah. into which there's nothing wrong with that either. But those are all the places where you can find a... A weekly dose of us. Or daily, if you like us that much. I mean, hey, we have enough in the backlog if you haven't heard us yet. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so as always, we want to go ahead and tell y'all thank you for listening. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. So please, stay safe. Wash your hands. Mask up if you need to. Be safe, please. And as always, game on. Game on, y'all. Peace.